Welcome back to another episode of the Shag Sports Talk Podcast. This is episode number 38 of the Shag Sports Talk Podcast, and we're back here with another episode. We just came off an NBA podcast, now we're doing an NFL podcast. We're getting you guys ready for Saturday and Sunday's games. The NFL divisional round, we are you know almost four weeks away from the Super Bowl, and next week's the AFC and NFC Championship uh, games conference weekend. Um conference championship weekend that's a huge weekend in the nfl i mean the nfl season has fly by this year i mean it's a bit incredible you know it feels like yesterday was week one and now we're here divisional round it's a football friday we got a bunch of things lined up for you guys today we're gonna go over all four of the matchups two on saturday two on sunday the two one seeds play on saturday and then you got uh bucks at lions and then the game i'm excited for chiefs and bills in the last game of the slate so we have a load of podcasts set for you guys today. I want to dive straight into this football Friday. I don't want to waste any more time. Without further ado, let's get right into it. Okay, so before we hop into our divisional round predictions and we do the Shags 5 and all that good stuff, as I'm hopping on to record this, we just got breaking news from Adam Schefter that it's the Raiders are finalizing a deal to hire interim coach Antonio Pierce to be the next head coach for the Las Vegas Raiders. This means a bunch of things. One, this is a great job on the on the Raiders' part. They basically did the right thing here. It's well-deserved. Antonio Pierce had this team playing their ass off the entire year once he took over for McDaniels. They played close games in Miami. They went into Arrowhead and beat the Chiefs. I mean, this is the right hire. And, you know, you got to build a team, obviously, that can compete. But this starts with a great head coach or the guy the guys can get behind. Uh, Crosby basically said to in, in an interview, which I'm not going to say it's the reason he, this uh, Antonio Pierce gets hired, but he basically said, it's, you know, you don't hire him. I'm, I'm gone. Trade me. I, I don't want to be a part of this team. And when, when you got guys like Devontae Abs and, you know, uh, Max Crosby wanting, like, really want this guy to be your next head coach, you're going to listen. You're going to listen to your players. And he's a great players coach. Their defense was awesome. They, they had this attitude. They brought back, like, the old Raiders style. There's a lot of talks about Harbaugh be, uh, potentially going to the Raiders. And now I kind of think with the Raiders being out of it, if Harbaugh doesn't return to Michigan, it looks really likely that the Chargers are going to end up with Jim Harbaugh. There's, there's a really good chance that, you know, with the Raiders, this is a great hire. But also, you basically played yourself – into the Chargers, if you know Harbaugh doesn't go back to college, he's going with the Chargers pretty much. That, that's kind of how I'm viewing this here. It's two options. Harbaugh's either going to back to Michigan, or he's going back to Michigan, sign a contract where he doesn't have any problems with the NCAA, or he's going to be the Chargers head coach. And I think it actually works in both worlds. You know, I like the Chargers a lot. They're actually one of my uh, favorite teams. Uh, I'm a Steeler fan first, and then a Charger fan second. Chargers, they they land Harbaugh. It's awesome for them, but also for the Raiders on, on on a Raiders perspective, great, good for them. They did the they made the right decision. You know, Mark Davis is known as another owner who's going to go in and make the big play. You know, try to land someone like Gruden on a big contract, or you know, Belichick or Vrabel. He he made the right decision. Antonio Pierce had a body of work that really couldn't be passed up on. And he did a great job with the team, and I think this is the best move. Well-deserved for uh, the Raiders. They made the right decision. This is a great job from, from the Las Vegas Raiders. 
Uh, I just read a report as we hopped on here that his agent was in Las Vegas. He arrived at the facility, potentially about contract. Well, he got his contract. And, you know, it's well-deserved, to be honest with you, because, you know, the guys really rallied behind him. And, you know, it, it, it honestly works, man. It really does work. Now the question is, since Pierce and, and you know, the Raiders, their head coach and vacancy is closed, Belichick seems like he's going to be a Falcon I'm thinking if Rabel's going to end up being either a Seahawk or a commander head coach, I think this is how I'm going to predict it. I'm going to predict the coaching uh, vacancies. Carolina, I think Slowick or Ben Johnson's going to be, or Slowick or Ben Johnson. It could be Brian Johnson as well. I don't really know. But Slowick or one of the Johnsons is going to be the coach for Carolina. Uh, for the commanders, I think it's going to be Mike Vrabel. I really do. I think there's a really good chance that that new head coaching vacancy is going to be Mike Vrabel. Uh, we go to the Falcons. I think the Falcons are going to end up with Belichick. They're in a second meeting already, and Arthur Smith is having him private jet or private plane or whatever. He's going out to dinner with them. I, I think he's going to end up being a Falcon. Dan Quinn's going to end up being a Seahawk. Uh, a little bit of the same stuff that they have with Pete Carroll. And I think Harbaugh is going to end up being a charger. That 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 is my prediction. Those are my predictions for the head coaching vacancies, but let's get into the divisional round matchups. We'll start with our first game here. We got, uh, we got the Houston Texans playing at Baltimore, taking on the Baltimore Ravens. This is going to be a really good game. I do. I think the spread's a little bit too high. I'm going to say that. The spread's a little high here. It's 9.5. The over-under is 43.5. It opened to 45. Now it's moving down. Cold weather. This is going to be battle of defense, right? In week one, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens torched them. They won 25-9. to Lamar had a really good game here. I know he had an interception, but he was 17 out of 22. 169 yards and one pick. He didn't throw any touchdowns, but they just kind of just dominated control time here in this game, which, you know, it doesn't really show up on the box score, but they dominated the, you know, down-to-down possessions. You know, Houston got the ball late and, you know, put up a fight late, but they really didn't have much of a chance in this game. They didn't score in this game. Stroud, his first game, he went 28-44, 242 yards. It was a low-scoring game. This was a lot of running the football. The Ravens had 110 yards rushing this first game. Uh, Justice Hill had two touchdowns. J.K. Dobbins had a touchdown before he went down with an injury. Zay Flowers killed him in this game. Nico Collins had six receptions for 80 yards. This is going to be interesting because a lot has changed since week one. A lot. Um, the Ravens, I think, had the best defense in football. C.J. Stroud's playing like one of the best quarterbacks in football right now. This is the best thing I think we could talk about here. In the AFC, you have arguably currently in the NFL the four best quarterbacks in the NFL all playing in your conference this weekend. You can seriously make that argument. Uh, Mahomes, Lamar, Allen, Stroud. Those are the four best quarterbacks in football at this current moment. I don't care about next year. Yes, Burrow, Rodgers, Herbert. Yes, they all could be better than Stroud, whatnot. But the current moment, you've got the four best quarterbacks in football right now all playing this weekend. You do. Um, Stroud has been on a tear. 
Purdy, especially Purdy. Purdy's Purdy's more of a system quarterback, but I'm not going to take away from him either. Purdy's in that conversation as well in terms of the, the four best quarterbacks in football as well at the moment. When you look at this game, Stroud on the road, this is going to be a cold weather kind of game. It's not going to snow. Uh, the snow's taking place today as I'm recording. There's a huge snowstorm hitting the East Coast right now. Baltimore's actually getting hit with some snow too. This game is going to come down to Lamar Jackson, and I love Lamar. I do. I think he's a fun player to watch. I know he's a Raven, and yeah, you know, I'm a Steeler fan. And I can't really, you know, get too praising of the Ravens here, but uh, I would say that with the Ravens, they are the best team. They got the best defense in football. Lamar's playing MVP caliber. The question is, what does Lamar do? And you're probably saying, well, he's, well, he's the MVP of the league. He's going to play fine. Historically, he doesn't play well in the playoffs. Historically. Again, historically, he doesn't play well in the playoffs. They're nine-and-a-half-point favorites, which is a huge favor here in the playoffs. I like the Ravens to win, but I don't like them to cover. I think that's too many points to a really good team in Houston. I think the Ravens are going to win. I'm going to say 31-24 Ravens. High-scoring game a little bit. I think there will be some points here. I think the Ravens are definitely going to have success offensively. Question is, can Stroud get in the end zone a few times and cover the spread? That's really the big question. I think he will. Give me the Ravens, 31, Texans, 24. Let's move on to our next game. We got the Green Bay Packers traveling to San Francisco to take on the 49ers. The Packers coming off a shocking win over the Dallas Cowboys. And I don't think what they did was shocking. I think what was shocking was how bad the Cowboys were and how much we expected from them. I said this on the podcast for, I think, a few weeks now. If there's any year they're going to win the Super Bowl, it's going to be this year. I, I really believe that. I, I actually thought that you know their defense was rolling. The Cowboys' offense was rolling. Dak was not turning the ball over. They were playing really good football. I, I, don't, I don't really know what to tell you. They get to Buffalo. They get smacked. Smacked. They go to Miami. They lose a close one, a game they should have won. Whatever. They go back home to a game versus Detroit, which I thought they were going to roll over it. I thought they were going to beat Detroit by like two touchdowns. They play really bad in the game. They actually are awful with the time management. They go down the field. Detroit has a chance to win the game. Uh, Decker doesn't report. They lose, or Dallas hangs on and wins, luckily. Then week 18 happens. They kind of struggle to put the commanders away. Took them three quarters. Then they get to wildcard weekend. I'm like, oh, Dallas, man. Here, This is their chance. Philly is kind of down. San Francisco, they're good, but they're kind of banged up. McCaffrey's kind of hurt. We don't really know what the deal with him is. This is their chance. I took Dallas on the spread. They lose badly. And Jordan Love went off. 16 out of 21, 272 yards, and three touchdowns. No, no picks. Beautiful. Aaron Jones ran for 120 yards and three touchdowns. The Packers dominated this game in all aspects, and they really made Dallas look really bad. And the fact that McCarthy is still employed after this and is planning to be the head coach for 2024 is a conversation for another day. But let's talk about this game. The 49ers, they've had two weeks off. They beat the Commanders last time we know. They lost to the Rams, but none of their starters were really playing, really besides the first half. 
I'm going to tell you this. I'm a little worried, a little worried about the San Francisco 49ers here. Yes, historically, they own the Packers. In the last four years, Rodgers Rogers never played well against them. Jordan Love, younger quarterback going on the road, primetime game. It's a night game, playoff game. Huge implications here. Winner go home. I understand, but I'm looking at this game. There's too many points here. Way too many points. San Francisco's good. And look, they could win this game by 20. I wouldn't be surprised. But in the last month, this Packers offense has been incredible. And the expectations for Brock Purdy are extremely high versus the Packers. If he loses, like, if he has a really bad game, you know, we've talked about Brock Purdy here. And yes, he played very well on the road versus Philadelphia, who had 19 at uh, 19 at 27. He had 314 yards and four touchdowns, no picks. Didn't turn the ball over. That's excellent. But he also then follows up that game with a game at home versus Baltimore where he goes 18 out of 32, no touchdowns, four picks. And Purdy's been good all year. But I would say this. Once things get out of structure for Brock Purdy, if the Packers, the Packers DBs are going to be challenged on Saturday. I understand. Saturday night, they're going to be challenged. Debo Samuel, Ayuk, McCaffrey, so many different weapons they can use. If they can get Brock Purdy out of structure and, you know, out of order, make him extend plays, make him beat you. Make Brock Purdy make that big play. Not, you know, 15-yard pass turns into a 60-yard play for Debo Samuel. Those short passes. Make Brock Purdy go out of structure. If they can get Purdy to try to win the game on his own and get him out of his comfort zone. I really like the Packers in this game, not only to cover the spread, but listen to this, win outright. The Green Bay Packers, they've been one of the best teams in the last month. The game versus the Lions changed everything for them. They went on the road and they dominated the Lions. Yes, they only won by seven, but they dominated the Lions. The Lions came back in the second half. But they dominated in that game. Dominated them. First quarter, they went off. I mean, they went off against the Lions. Jordan Love was spectacular. 22 out of 32, 268 yards and three touchdowns. Then he follows that game up with a game at home versus the defending Super Bowl champs in the Kansas City Chiefs. I know they're not playing like Super Bowl champs at this time, but they win a Sunday night football game at home, a big game versus a really good Chiefs team with your season on the line practically to get yourself back to 500. Love goes 25-36, 267 yards and three touchdowns. The Packers defense forces a turnover on Jordan Love. They played really well in that game all around. They have a bad loss to the Giants. They have a really bad loss to the Bucks. But then they score 30 points against the Panthers. They score 30 points against the Vikings. And then they had a great defensive outing versus the Bears. With Jordan Love, you know, still playing really good football. They just couldn't score. They couldn't punch it in. He went 27 out of 32, 316 yards and two touchdowns. And then we all know what happened last week. The Packers are going to win this game. I'm calling it right now. I'm calling my shot. There's got to be an upset somewhere this weekend. And I don't really consider Kansas City the upset, if that's what you guys want to consider an upset. If they end up winning, that's not really an upset to me. Those are two teams that are extremely even. This is the upset right here. I think Jordan Love, the way he's playing right now, he's playing at an elite level. You can make the argument 
ever since Thanksgiving, he's been the best quarterback in football. You really can make that argument. I'm not saying he's the best, but you can make the argument. The numbers back it up. I'm taking the Green Bay Packers to go on the road and knock off the San Francisco 49ers 34-27 Packers. I think there's going to be points scored in this game. But at the end of the day, I like the Green Bay Packers to upset the San Francisco 49ers. Okay, let's move on to Tampa Bay and the Lions. Buccaneers going to Detroit to take on the Lions. I'm going to make this game pretty simple here. Detroit, they got their first playoff game jitters out of the way versus the Rams. It was a very emotional game for them. They had Stafford returning. There's a lot on the line for them. First playoff game in Ford Field for like God knows how long. I think the Detroit Lions first game jitters out of the way. This Bucks team is an average football team. They're an average football team. Baker Mayfield, he's been playing excellent, but this is an average football team. They had dropped passes last week where the 32 to 9 score should have looked more like 45 to 9. Really. For being completely honest, they should have absolutely killed the Eagles. They had dropped passes from uh Aten and some drop passes from Evans where the game really should have been out of hand at halftime. And the fact the game was like seven points kind of concerned me a little bit. The Lions, I think, are going to roll over the Buccaneers, and they're going to the NFC Championship game. They're going to play calm, relaxed. They're going to run the football. They're, they played early in the year, and the Lions kicked the shit out of them, really. They did. They kicked the shit out of them, and I think you're going to see a very similar game again. I'm going to say Lions 26, Buccaneers 10. That's my final prediction. Okay, let's get to the main event. The uh, the game everyone's been waiting for. The uh, Kadarius-Tony games, I'm going to call. Kansas City going to Buffalo to take on Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. There's a lot at stake in this game. A lot. Let's start off with the Kansas City perspective. They've kind of been average all year. They haven't really... I don't want to say they've been awful, but they haven't really excelled. They've done just enough to get by. They beat Miami, then lose to Philadelphia and and Green Bay. And then they lose to the Bills. But then they smack around the the Patriots. Then they lose to the Raiders, and then they do just enough to beat the Bengals. And then they've been getting by and getting by kind of just all year. They haven't really had that elite statement win, in my opinion, all year long. Uh, if you want to say yesterday, or not yesterday, but last week, if you want to say that was their statement game, fine. But I'm not going to let a negative 30-degree game with a Miami team, which I told you was going to happen, can't say it was going to beat them up pretty good. I'm not going to let a game like that, which was a total lopsided mismatch in, in favor of Kansas City, dictate how I have an outlook on this entire team. Again, they've been an average team. They haven't been elite Super Bowl contenders, but they also haven't been just... They, they've been like an okay team. And there's nothing wrong with that. We're just a little surprised because it's Patrick Mahomes and they're kind of having a bad year and you're like, whoa, like, what's going on here? But Mahomes, Allen, there's a lot on the line for Josh Allen. Also Mahomes too, but we'll get to him in a second. But Josh Allen, He's had these great regular season numbers, but he hasn't done much in the postseason. Yes, he's gone to an AFC Championship game, but he got smacked around by Mahomes. If Josh Allen could win this game, 
and he gets one step closer to the Super Bowl. This is huge. He's at home. He's so used to going to Arrowhead in the playoffs. This time he gets to host Josh Allen, or he gets to host Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs at his house, at his house. This is huge for Josh Allen. I don't want to put a narrative on one game, but this is massive. If he loses this game and Kansas City goes on the road and gets the job done, there's going to be a lot of talk about Josh Allen and not good talk. Um, Kansas City, let's talk about Mahomes. Mahomes has not gone on the road for a playoff game once in his career. This is going to be new territory for him. When you look at Patrick Mahomes, all of his games, all of his playoff games have been in Kansas City, in Arrowhead. He has not had to go to Buffalo. He has not had to go to Baltimore or Houston or Cleveland or any one of those playoff teams or Pittsburgh. He hasn't gone on the road for a playoff game. This is this is unfamiliar territory for Patrick Mahomes and really just the entire team. Let's see how they do to it. Mahomes, yes, they had a good game uh, last week against Miami. Let's see if they followed up. Here's my problem, and this is what I have a problem with Buffalo. Buffalo is the better team. They proved that in Arrowhead when they went on the road with their season on the line versus Kansas City and won, right? In that game, they dominated early. They dominated early. Mahomes struggled. He threw an early interception. Josh Allen was running all over the place, but then he kind of threw the ball away. He took some really bad sacks, and the game got really close towards the end. They had a late touchdown pass that got called back Kansas City, and then Buffalo did just enough to hang on and win. The thing that concerns me about Buffalo, they're the better team, but we just break down which like group is better. Okay, who who's the better quarterback, Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen? I say Patrick Mahomes. Who's the better head coach, Andy Reid or Sean McDermott? I would roll with Andy Reid. Who's has the better defense, Kansas City or Buffalo? Buffalo's really banged up. If you had Milano and Bernard and all those other guys, uh. Healthy, probably have a different conversation. Rasul Douglas, we have a different conversation. However, they're not healthy. The Chiefs defense been playing like one of the best units of football. I kind of like the Chiefs defense. So you have the better defense, better quarterback, better head coach. I mean, that's a perfect uh, mixture to beat another team. You got the better coach, better quarterback, and better defense, right? And this is a huge game for Josh Allen. He, he's he got to get this one. And, you know, you got Jim Nance and Tony Romo on the call for this game. So, yeah, Jim or, you know, Tony Romo would be like, I don't know, Jim. I don't know, Jim. But the big thing here is Buffalo has to win this game. Reputation, everything's at stake for Buffalo. Kansas City, there will be another narrative. If they don't win this game, then you're probably wondering, well, can Patrick Mahomes ever win on the road? That that will be a big topic of conversation. All right, so what's your pick? I'm rolling with the Buffalo Bills to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, I'm doing it. I understand. I just talked about this, but this is such a big game for Josh Allen. He has to win this game. I, I understand. I just went through all the, the 
scenarios. They got the better quarterback, they got the better defense, and they got the better head coach. But this is a game that Buffalo has to win. And, you know, maybe they're a team of destiny. I don't know. They might just be a team of destiny. This team has to win. They have to win this game today or on Sunday. If they don't win this game, you're you're really talking about something here where, I, I mean, what, what are we saying about Josh Allen? That's part of the thing here. That's why I'm rolling with Buffalo. I think Buffalo has to win this game. This is a huge game for Buffalo. They can't let this one slip away. If there's any chance of them going to the Super Bowl, it's this year. They can match up well with Baltimore. We talked about that in another podcast. But if they could get to the AFC Championship game and face Lamar Jackson, they have a real shot. And I think this is the chance. This is their opportunity. Mahomes and Chiefs have kind of been mediocre this entire year for their standards. They've been a mediocre team for their standards all year long. And I think Buffalo's got to catch them here. And I think they will. I'm rolling with the Buffalo Bills 24-20 over the Kansas City Chiefs. All right. So before we go, before we end the podcast here, we're going to do the Shags 5. Pretty simple. We're doing three games this week. Here we go. We're going Packers plus 9.5, Detroit minus 6.5, and and the Buffalo Bills minus 2.5. That's what we're doing here. We got two favorites and one underdog. The Packers minus nine and a half. Lions minus six. Packers or Packers plus nine and a half. Lions minus six and a half. And the Buffalo Bills minus two and a half at home versus the Chiefs. So that will be the Shags five. And we also are going to do, you know, just cook up a little, you know, SGP for uh, Packers and 49ers. So, I'm looking at this game. I like Jordan Love over his passing total. Uh, San Francisco's defense has been really good all year, but I think that, honestly, they the Packers, you know, you can put any defense in front of them. They've been able to get whatever they want, and I think they're going to get whatever they want in this game through the air. I'm going Jaden Reed over 40.5 receiving yards. Again, he did not catch a single ball last week. I think he will catch a ball in this game. We're going over his total. And then you're going to the rushing total. I think McCaffrey's going to run for 89 and a half uh, total yards in this game. I like that. And then to score a touchdown, we're going Brandon Ayuk anytime touchdown. The odds are plus 11.20. You put a $2 bet on that, you win about $22. I kind of like that a lot. Love over passing yards. Reed over receiving yards. McCaffrey over rush yards. And Brandon Ayuk anytime touchdown score. So that'll do it for today's episode of the Shag Sports Talk podcast. Make sure you guys, you know, have notifications on for the podcast when this posts. So that'll do it for today's episode of the Shag Sports Talk podcast. The Shag Sports Talk podcast is out.